Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Pop Culture Cosmos, PCC Multiverse, latest interview, tabletop RPG action, and so much more. Go ahead right away and subscribe there. Plus also the great places that we have and that we own and that we take care of, including Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, where we have the latest news and trends right there for you each and every day at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. PopCultureCosmos.wordpress.com. Our great folks that we know at Vampires and Vitae Season 3 is around the corner, and you got to be a part of it today by checking out all the great episodes on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, plus also Wizards and Wine and everything that we do to support you out there. And if you could do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend. And it is a good friend indeed when you ask her, can you please help me out by recording two shows back to back? Good friend indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what she's doing today. Not only on the Pop Culture Cosmos on YouTube with her amazing shows, Vason, Tabletop RPG Action there, plus also The Forgotten Lands, and also what she does for Vampires and Vitae and Wizards and Wine. It is my good friend. It is Melinda Barkhouse Ross and Melinda. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to loop this or I'm going to how am I going to do that. Uh, I think I'm just going to go ahead and go straight continuously two hours. Well. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready, my friend? I'm so ready. Let's We're do this. Be, by the end of the two hours, you will probably throw up pop culture. <laughs> well, well, I hope that that's not the outcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I am looking forward to uh, total destruction and devastation and exhaustion by the time we're done. We used to call it back in the in the 80s, blowing mm-hmm. donuts, blowing some chunks. He's throwing up. He's hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, terrible. <laughs> but it is a loaded PCC multiverses because these episodes will appear out there for everyone in successive weeks. So looking forward to go ahead and dropping them. We're going to be talking about a lot of good things. The first off, we're going to be talking about the Memorial Day weekend matchup and also as well with Star Trek going on. The next week, we're going to be talking about, among other things, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse and a Diablo 4 super special. So that will come on PCC Multiverse 331, but right now it's PCC Multiverse 330. We're not there yet. But it is Memorial Day weekend when this drops, and everybody's going to be so excited to see what's going on with the movies. And uh, I don't know, Melinda, Memorial Day weekend used to be a lot 
bigger for the box office. It used to be a lot more contested with, you know, everybody bringing out the big guns. Disney still thinks they can go ahead and take this off, and I think they will with The Little Mermaid because it's getting, despite the the initial controversy with the lead, I think she has an outstanding voice, and I think it's going to be fantastic. Melissa McCarthy will probably get more praise for her role than anything she's done in the past 15 years. Uh, I mean, my gosh, it, the, everybody's been talking a buzz about her role as uh, as the evil uh, Ursula. Spirit. Yes, Ursula in this movie. Uh, your thoughts on this? I mean, uh, there's some other contenders which we'll go into briefly, but I think it all starts on Memorial Day weekend with The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet uh, for, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I, I think it's probably going to be the, the top movie at the box office for that weekend. Um, you know, the these live action movies are always risky because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a property that people love and have an incredibly emotional connection with in most places, most cases. Uh, so when you take stuff like this and you, um, uh, you go ahead and you make the live remake, um, people really do get concerned that their favorite thing is not going to uh, live up to their expectations or to their standards. Um, but uh, the stuff that I'm seeing for this film, um, everything looks positive. The only catch is Sebastian. And I'm not really sure what the catch is, but anything under the sea. Yeah, anything I'm seeing under that's negative sea. is surrounding Sebastian. So I'm not really sure what's going on there, but. Ow! That's, that's what I've been hearing. I just clawed my own nose. Yeah, yeah. Careful, careful. Absolutely, I could have done that. I wish there is. Disney's got to call me. You talk about you doing your voiceovers, all that. Yeah. I think I could do some voices, and I could do some singing too. Under the sea. All right. Sold. Anyways, yeah. Sold. Sold. I know. Um, I was even my <laughs> best shot. But I will say though that the little mermaid i think is going to do well i think despite the initial uh, brushback against uh halle berry or haley uh haley berry or halle berry how do i hey, pronounce it haley i believe haley berry okay because if you say halle berry that's a different halle berry altogether it's, yes so. yes yes but i will say with haley berry i think she it just from what i've seen in the clips she's outstanding and i really hope uh that this will provide a launch pad for her successful career. And I really think that, uh, you know, sometimes we moan and groan uh, and sometimes we say yay and, and, and scream hooray over Disney when they do their live action remakes of animated uh, features. Sometimes it's a big hit. Sometimes it's a big miss. I really think this is going to be a big hit for Disney. I think so too. And I, I think that uh, once the movie is out and people have, have watched it, I, I think that any concerns uh, will prove to be much to do about nothing. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. One of the things though, I will say before we go ahead and move on to the other movies is yes, Melissa McCarthy. I really think that her performance, the buzz I'm already hearing, I don't know if it's actually going to come out to fruition because you hear this stuff come sometimes. It's like, oh, it's the greatest thing to slice bread. And then it comes out, people are just like, eh, it's okay. Or, you know, eh, it's not so okay. Yeah. I think though the buzz for her performance could be the best thing she's done since Bridesmaids. Yeah, uh, everything that I've seen, I watched, uh, I want to say it was on TikTok, but I could be wrong. Um, and it was her um, arriving at uh, the makeup trailer and getting into her Ursula makeup. And uh, it it looks so good. And I, 
I always enjoyed Ursula, but with Melissa McCarthy's Ursula, I think I'm going to enjoy a little bit too much. It may make me want to be a sea witch. <laughs> There's just a joke in there. I, I don't know if I should touch it or say it. You know, I really want to. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the... Yep. Yeah. I, I really want to yeah. go and say, you know, I will go ahead and repeat those same lines to your husband and I will see if you if you're still married after <laughs> next week. So okay, we'll fair see enough. What happens there? Absolutely. <laughs> but it is the little mermaid. You know, we're gonna go ahead and check it out, especially uh fact that you know, family friendly movies it, it looks like it'll be the first big one since the Super Mario Brothers movie. So looking forward to hearing the the feedback on that. Also that weekend, though, you've got About My Father, which, you know, in the back and forth career, uh, I guess the late stages of his career, Robert De Niro, you see the uh, fact that he plays in these goofy comedies, you know, trying to recreate uh, his performance with Ben Stiller, as you remember from those movies and, and, uh, you know, Meet the Parents and all that. About my father, obviously trying to go ahead and recreate some of that with this comedy. I'm not sure it's going to get it done. You have uh, The Machine, which is also a comedy that's coming out. The lead is uh, pretty much unknown, but with Mark Hamill right behind him as far as playing a character not related to what he's done in Star Wars. The actual advanced word is that it's actually pretty funny. So we'll go ahead and see how that does well and see if that gets a swell of support. Then you have You Hurt My Feelings and Kandahar. And it just seems, though, that any of these releases are not going to get the kind of buzz that will provide little to no competition against The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I, I think possibly what uh, was happening over the Memorial Day weekend box office is uh, people just got tired of putting these massive movies up against other massive movies and, uh, you know, ha- having a movie that debuts at number two behind another mega budget movie um, is still a loss to a lot of these studios. So I'm not surprised to see that uh, they've kind of abandoned the date around Memorial Day as a a big movie release. Kandahar is the latest Gerard Butler, not yet straight to video, but looking like it's going to be headed straight to video movie. And then You Hurt My Feelings. Uh, that's something that could be as far as a romantic uh, drama slash comedy with Julie Louis Drivas. Uh, maybe something that could hit. You never know. It is a 24 on that one. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they are trying to go ahead and now recreate the magic that they had with everything everywhere all at once. So we'll see what happens. But I think any of those movies matched up against The Little Mermaid will fall quite a bit short. I think actually you'll probably see any residual effects from Fast X, which actually is doing okay in its initial run. So we'll see what happens. But it is The Little Mermaid and the movies coming out on Memorial Day weekend. Are you going to go ahead out on Memorial Day weekend and check out some great movies? Please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, there's still quite a bit to talk about on today's program, and I wanted to set a nice block of time for you as a Star Trek fan to talk about this, and that I don't think you even realize that until I send it out, which is kind of scary, that Star Trek Resurgence is out 
this week and Memorial Day week. And I wanted to ask your opinions on it because it is a, you know, I've seen one trailer on it. It looked okay, but it's not a, a top tier, high end development studio working on it. So it will probably come out similar to what we're seeing with the Lords of the Rings Gollum. It'll come out with a little bit of buzz and then just drift away into video game nothingness. I will probably seek out and play it when it goes discounted because of the fact that it's a Star Trek game, which I've always clamored for, that I'm hoping I could have one that I could interact with what's really good that works in a console form. I understand there's been some PC ventures over the years, and there has been a couple entries as far as IPs you know, the, from the Star Trek universe that have tried to make it on a console platform, but nothing has really stuck the landing. Or, or excuse me, nothing was really energized yeah, into the is. landing. There so I want to hear your thoughts. As you're the resident Star Trek fan here more than I am, Although, I don't know, after the fact that I've seen a little bit more Star Trek recently kind of makes me wonder, but all right, we'll go ahead and give it to you. Your thoughts, though, you know, it's, this also leads into a bigger question on the movies, but I'll start with the video games first. Do you think Star Trek or somebody will go ahead and provide the fans out there, gamers out there, a triple A Star Trek video game? I don't think it's going to happen until there is somebody at the helm or the very top or the top three people are in a position where they truly love Star Trek and they truly love the Star Trek lore and they truly love the Star Trek stories. And until that happens and they find a way to make flying around in a ship super fun for extended periods of time, um, I, I think that the video games are going to continue to be lukewarm. And that really is, in some situations, being a little bit uh, generous with the Star Trek uh, video games. I, I look at it a lot differently than I look at Star Trek movies or, or Star Trek TV. You know, in, in those situations, no, sorry, bad Trek is better than no Trek. But when it comes to video games, I I don't know. I, I just don't know that uh, that's necessary unless you're going to get it absolutely right and absolutely knock it out of the park and i just don't know how you bring like a, a monster of the week kind of scenario into a video game for the latest news and information analysis and opinions on the los angeles lakers and the nba check out the lakers fast break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts Well, again, I think that you are in the right right direction as far as the studio having the love for Star Trek and, and being able to go ahead and do that. But I think it also takes Paramount. I think it takes Paramount actually saying, you know what? We want someone to do it. We want someone to put the money behind it. We want somebody to go ahead, even if we have to help you out with it. We want to actually have our own Hogwarts legacy. And I talked about this recently with TJ Johnson in regards to Lord of the Rings. Because Lord of the Rings, the Gollum is going to come out, and that's already been delayed already a couple times. And I really think with just the way the fact that, you know, how many people are actually going to be interested in, in uh, actually moving Gollum around, uh, you know, how many people are actually going to be gravitating towards that game? I don't think a whole lot of people are. So I think it's it's the fact that it's just it's going to come out here, in, you know, at around the time that we're talking about this, and it's just going to come out to, to pretty much nothingness uh, as well. 
Star Trek might have a little bit of a, a hit with Star Trek fans, but then again, I, again, I don't see a, a a massive windfall of advertising on this game either. In fact, I, like I said, I had to remind you that it was because yeah. you're 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 so focused on Diablo, you know, you can't see <laughs> anything beyond that right yeah, now. Yeah, Diablo even, blinders on, honestly. Exactly. So even when something like Star Trek comes around, you can't even see it because it hasn't been advertised. So. Mm-hmm. I really think that the first thing it's got to take is it's got to take Paramount. It's got to take, and and I think the answers to both this question and the next question I have is going to lead all back to Paramount wanting to go ahead and put something triple A out there when it comes to the video games. It, you know, and I think it already sets itself up for a possibly a great opportunity to do so. No, you don't have your single man ship that you could go ahead and interact by yourself. It is more like a, a shared or you have to control or you have to go ahead and give the commands for, for the ship as a whole to go ahead and do. They don't have like a ship to ship thing where it's going on like you see in Star Wars or anything like that. I think that's mm-hmm. a disadvantage they have. But you can still have fun as far as that, as far as during, you know, in space. But obviously the thing that we're... You, you could beat Star Wars or anything else out there is the infinite number of land, uh, planets that you've created for the store of the Star Trek universe. And, and the fact that you could have land parties go down to different themes that, you know, so many different things that you've created in this universe, as far as planets. I mean, the ideas are almost taken from every movie and taken from every TV show and every series you could have hundreds and hundreds of planets that you've already had can go ahead and build worlds off of. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, I mean, you, could you play Star Trek like Sims, like that kind of a situation? I, uh, I wouldn't be into it personally. I would yeah. be more into it again if if you were to go ahead into it like a like a uh, like a almost like an Elder Scrolls RPG, like Starfield is going to go right. ahead and bring it to. As far as you being part of a maybe a group, a, a mission where you know you start out as a red shirt and you go down to certain lands, you try to build yourself up and build your rank up and go forth. And as you go ahead through adventures and ventures and not get yourself killed, you move up, you move up until you get to the role of captain. And then you could go ahead and lead your own enterprise adventures. Or you start off with, uh, you know, uh, the, one of the uh, smaller ships or lesser known ships or starters you know that ships that are no longer in existence like botany you know the ss botany bay you start off with that or you go you go you start off with with ships that and then leads you into getting a promotion into the enterprise you can work your way into that and and that could be a level progression that you don't see out of every game that there's an existing line for star trek fans that they that they would believe in that could get them to a point where you could do and you could grind and grind and grind and have hundreds of hours of gameplay before you get to ultimately where you want to go. Right. So you could almost set it up like it's the, um, the, the NHL games where you start in like the junior leagues mm-hmm. and a- NBA you, too. Yeah. yeah. You develop your player and then you uh, mm-hmm. get drafted. You start out at Starfleet Academy. Yeah. And you get, uh, you graduate and then you, uh, I don't know, you get, don't get yeah. drafted to a ship, but you get commissioned to a ship. Cadet Barkhouse Ross. Yeah. I, I, you know what? We need to write an email. There you go. I mean, you start off again with the red shirt, you, you know, start as a red shirt, you go and 
you know, start taking care of missions and as long as you don't get yourself killed, you get promoted, you get to promote. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go engineering? Do you want to go security? Do you want to go navigation? Do you ultimately, uh, it all roads will lead to you becoming a captain. And then once you become captain, of course, you can go ahead and the adventures are even more expounded upon as far as where you go. I think to me, I think it's a no brainer. To me, I think it's something that you could create and. I think that five years ago, had I said that, I think you would have just told me I'm smoking something that's really strong. But after the success of Strange New Worlds, season three of Picard, you know, yep. you notice I didn't say season one and two, the season three of Picard. I noticed. And, and to an extent, the up and down Discovery five years, five seasons that they're going to yeah. have in there. I really think that there is a place and that there is a a atmosphere where you could create that kind of uh, good gaming for someone out there in the star trek universe i think that just you know the, the game like star trek resurgence i have not played i've seen it just seems like it's going to be basic it's going to be stuff that you've seen and done before in a star trek video game i've played a couple and they've been okay but they haven't they haven't had the kind of dollars and the kind of amount necessary to go ahead and flesh it out into something much more as far as a large high-scale adventure yeah and this could also be something that works very well in virtual reality too i could see mm, star trek taking off yeah if only case. anybody bought virtual reality yeah if only if only <laughs> how hey sony how how's those uh psvr2 sales going yeah maybe yeah. maybe make a star trek game maybe well i thought they did as far as the the command i think they did yeah i but, think uh, yeah but not our game Gerald. Okay. Well, our game is going to be our game. More advanced. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that was just a basic, you were sitting at the command firm. Yeah. You're right. You're sitting at the chair and you just give commands left. You know, that wasn't, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. That's not really the involvement I was hoping for. That would be just one part of what you would do in this, as far as you create out there. But again, I, I'm hoping that one day that there will be a triple a star Trek video game. Cause I think that it is really necessary to, have that out there for just the fact that I think that the Star Trek property, you know, even after all these decades, I still think it doesn't have the level of respect that I feel it deserves or, or it, it you know, it needs. Yeah. It, I'm pretty like at one time, I think it absolutely did have that, but you know, then uh, things go sideways and um, you know, all it takes is one or two bad turns and uh, it can uh, kind of, divorce you from the fans who have supported you for so long and and i think that we've seen star trek mishandled for so long that just with the you know the last couple of years with picard and star trek discovery and strange new worlds and lower decks uh that star trek is beginning again to uh become a, a piece of the uh sci-fi conversation and in a serious way not in a huh, star trek kind of way I guess he is in the board. That was supposed to be a Star Trek, but it came out as one. So, well, again, I don't think that Paramount's going to get too heavily involved anytime soon because of how much money that they lost in their recent quarter, as far as with Paramount Plus and all the stuff that they're doing. But you know, if it's something where we saw Warner Brothers have some on and off success, they had success with Hogwarts Legacy. They've had success in the past with, as as TJ reminded me, Shadows of Mordor, which kind of leans into the Lord of the Rings mythology, and it is somewhat 
related to the Lord of the Rings, even though it's not a, I guess you could say it's like a half true version of Lord of the Rings, depending on who you speak to and who you right. talk to on it. Cause it deals a little bit with Mordor, of course, but uh, you know, and obviously with that, the first one was such a critical hit and it's such a, you know, it was a pretty good seller for, for Warner Brothers. So they've had, they've had hits and hits and misses with, with their properties on, on that. I just think that play, uh, if, if Paramount ever decides to go ahead and venture into it and they get the right studio behind it, I think they could do something well with it. Yeah, I, I think so too. But, you know, I think that, um, you know, you need, you need those top two or three people who really do believe in the project and, and are really passionate about, about the universe before they can convince other people to buy into it. And I think that that's partially the problem. So that leads me into part two of the Star Trek question, <laughs> uh -huh. because we always talk about the TV shows and yes. we always talk about how I, we would love to see Star Trek back onto the big screen. I think it deserves another shot at the big screen. Right. I love the Kelvin cast. I absolutely <laughs> think they are awesome. They work well with each other. They click. They feel like a modern version of the the characters we have grown to love i think i've really enjoyed i don't know if you can get all of them back now you know when when paramount what last year just hey hey it's coming out the end of 2023 and there all the stars were like huh yeah really yeah <laughs> really yeah. news to us <laughs> so uh, you know and then i kind of got shelved right after because the director went to go ahead and, and, and left to go ahead to direct i think the upcoming X-Men movie or, or Fantastic Four. I'm sorry, Fantastic Four. So so I ask you, Melinda Barkhouse Ross, yeah. a.k.a. supposedly a bigger Star Trek fan than I am. <laughs> so I ask you, actually, well, you've actually garnered up in Star Trek garb and I haven't. So I guess that means you won up on me. But be that as it may, I think the big key, you know, it's going to be great if they have a, a awesome selling video game. That would be awesome if they did. But I think the big key is that Star Trek will never be thought of by the general public in that realm as Star Wars and, and some of those properties until it has a billion dollar plus movie. It's had even though the most one of the most played movies of this century, which is the Star Trek reboot, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek reboot, which has been played everywhere and been played so many times and it's considered really a good movie. And it is. It's my second favorite all-time Star Trek movie, and it is really good. I still, it, it still has did not gross. Uh, it grossed a thing about four to five hundred million dollars worldwide in the box office. They never really had a a really over-the-top successful box office film, and and I want to ask your thoughts. I think that's the missing piece. I think that's the missing piece of the Star Trek universe. And until that gets done, Star Trek will always have that like that just that missing something special yeah I, it could just be that star trek works better on the small screen as much as we have the ambition to see a really fantastic trek movie that brings in that billion dollar price tag and and uh, and all of that stuff it, it could just be that a trek you, is uh, best on the small screen i know it started and emanated on the on the small screen but yeah i mean it's space it's planets it's spaceships I mean, we even saw with Picard season three and you saw, you know, all the, the, 
the showdown with all the uh, the Borg controlling the Starfleet, that, that part of it, the spoilers out there and all that going on as far <laughs> yeah, as by the, the, way. <laughs> the starships and, and all that that you saw. That seems to me like it would have been bet much better pre- presented on an like an IMAX theater, like something on on a, and they actually did. They actually showed they actually showed it to limited theaters across across the country. But I'm just talking about that they should from the get go have something out there and try once again to try and recreate something that will resonate more with fans out there. Sure. And, you know, maybe it's just the, the the right writer with the right story and the right message that they're trying to deliver is what we're missing out of that recipe. That could be what it is. Okay. I, I just I just think that, again, it's going to take Paramount. I think, it, again, as the video game question yeah. came in, it all starts and stops with Paramount and how committed they are to making a, a successful movie and video game i really think that it starts and it stops with them yeah well i mean and i know that uh we've spoken about it but uh axanar the uh, fan-made movie that paramount put a stop to was shaping up to be a really interesting look into some of the uh, like finer bits and pieces of the star trek universe you know it, it was read like it was a uh like historical holodeck kind of rendering i guess is what the kind of what the movie was and it actually spoke to different characters from star trek who were involved in this event that uh the where the movie takes place in and and all of that kind of stuff it was a very interesting concept and it's too bad that uh paramount uh took and still takes that us versus the fans kind of stance because if paramount had have embraced what the cast and what the the writers and all of the people behind Axonart were trying to do, uh, they could have really come together and made something really incredible by fans for fans via Paramount. And they could have just taken a project like that and they could have run with it. We never know what could have happened there. If you want to see the coolest action figure collections out there, the stuff that you played with as a kid, hear from industry insiders that made the toys that really truly defined who we are, and you gotta check out season one of Action Figure Adventure. Check out Action Figure Adventure now, exclusively at Big Bad Toy Store. You'll get 10 episodes of awesome action figure fun. I guarantee if you grew up playing toys, you will love Action Figure Adventure. Last thing I'll go ahead and talk to you about and ask you about on this is the fact that I think that in a way, Star Trek 2008, that reboot, is everything you wanted a Star Trek to reach as to a, a larger commercial audience. Right. Yeah. It, it moved fast. It moved mm-hmm. quickly. It had uh, jokes. It was funny. It was entertaining. It was well acted. It didn't get too heavy into the bog down as far as the technical, ex- the tech speak that Star Trek right. you know often gets into that bores the hell out of uh, the general audience. It actually is something that I think, and you know it does, and you know it does, because it can get bogged down as far as when they go into tech speak and all that. But What's when weird it comes- is when you start to understand the tech speak, Gerald. Well, that's, again, <laughs> that's why we're Trekkies, and that's why most <laughs> of the world is not. But uh, when I say this, uh, you know, I really think that if the, the Star Trek movie had come out maybe at a different time, to, because of the fact that it's been so watched, by so many people have yeah. been run everywhere and played out everywhere on cable television since then. It is one of the most replayed movies of the century. 
I really think that it had had it been brought out in a different way and promoted in a different fashion, maybe like in 2012, 15, 17. I really thought I really think that that movie could have been that movie for for Paramount. Yeah, that's entirely possible. It, it definitely had uh, the the right sizzle. I could do with a little less lens flare, to be honest. But uh, I, I, yeah, I know. And, and you know, I, the, yeah, the stylistic stuff. You know, I, I had to bring it up. I had to take a cheap shot at it. Forgive it me. Is, it, it was. It's his. It's J.J. Abrams things. And you're right. Yeah. It is. He even reflected on it all these years later. He yeah. said about it. But I really think though that 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 if it had been promoted a little bit better differently, seeing how well it's been liked and appreciated by general audiences on cable television and uh, streaming television and things of that nature, just how much uh, it's appreciated, just how much they missed the boat uh, on that movie as far as the way that they promoted it and put it on maybe in the wrong time. I I don't know. I just, it, it's a woulda, coulda, shoulda for me, but I think that they can still go ahead and reach out once again to an audience with a big budget Star Trek and get away with it. And obviously eventually I think that they do. I think that they have something in the bag. They just haven't found it yet. That will get Star Trek to that next level. Yeah. It's just the right people and the right ingredients. I think is, is all that's missing from the recipe. What if wrath of Khan and actually we're running over a half hour, but I will just go ahead and splice it in there. But what if wrath of Khan had actually gone and I don't know. Let me see. What if Wrath of Khan have actually been remade or been made today? And it was kind of made as far as Star Trek Into Darkness because you saw Khan in there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But what if the actual story of Star Trek, uh, the Wrath of Khan, been made in today's atmosphere? Do you think that might have been a Really as long as, movie? as long as, uh, see, and this is this is touchy because you're going to start touching on Klingon lore that nobody likes to talk about. Ah, well, ah, ah. well, no, that part is fine, but okay. um, if, you know, the Khan with Wrath of Khan, you you saw the Klingons, and in the original series, they didn't have the foreheads that we saw and became so familiar with, and so it became so iconic, really, mm-hmm. uh, from Star Trek. So, um, and you couldn't see. I'm I'm of two minds about it. Because but is Ricardo could... Montalban's performance great for oh, an yeah. '80s cheesy fashion yeah, that wouldn't course. fly in today's atmosphere? You'd be surprised. Um, I I think actually with uh, just like buttoning down a couple of spots, I I think that it was beautifully uh or could be beautifully over the top in a I very. I absolutely love that. I yeah. absolutely love that performance. It, but it could be very good in in a very over the top Klingon way. Um, and that's what was, uh, that's, I think what is, I've always admired and thought was so beautiful about the Klingons is that they could be as intense or as aloof as you wanted them to be. And they just always felt very versatile for me that way. Um, but with, with Khan specifically, you know, he, he's the original series, um, type of Klingon style of Klingon. He has no forehead. He doesn't have any of that. And it's explained in the Star Trek universe. If you care enough to, to go in and, and learn that, that lore, it's, it's sort well, of Khan there, though but... was a super being. Yes. From, but, the, from earth. Yes. But all of this gives way and, and spills into a lot of the Klingon stuff. Oh, you mean the search for, but that was in the search for Spock and not Star right. Trek. Rather but Khan. it's, it's all, it's all going to have to, if you were going to remake it today, all of that has to come together. Uh, you're right. You got to throw in some Klingons or some Romulans yeah. and uh, there you right. go. Right. 
Yeah, you, you've got to have the the pink blood or the blue blood yeah, and more whatever. Borg, you know, because you can't have enough Borg these days. You don't you don't have to rely on the Borg if you have. Seems proper... like they've been doing just that. Well, you had to wrap up Picard's story with the Borg. I am sorry. I am going to die on that hill, Gerald. The only way to end Picard's story was to end it with the Borg. It was the only way to do it. Okay. The only way. End? What did they end season two with and start season two with? doesn't matter okay it doesn't matter <laughs> gerald it had to end with the borg all right fair enough uh, can't get you off that hill all right uh, i won't knock you off that hill i'll have the borg go ahead and assimilate you off that hill <laughs> resistance is futile gerald you'll see exactly. my point yeah. uh, i guess i have to I, I will say though even though despite the uh, little bit overly uh, cheesy ending uh, to that season, it was still a delight. And it will be one on probably on my best up list, uh, I will say, for that season. Because the oh. first first six episodes were absolutely killer in that series uh, for, for season three. So definitely go ahead and check it out, Paramount+. Plus. So I ask everyone out there, your thoughts on this. And I'll, actually, Melinda, I'll just leave it to you before I do the old throw out to everybody out there. Your thoughts, though, again, do you think that Paramount will ever decide to go ahead and, you know, they're having such success with the TV shows. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, and, and obviously, Strange New Worlds is fantastic. You've it seen is very it good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's the best Star Trek since the original series for me. And I will say that's a hill I will die on right there for you. <laughs> okay. But do you ever think Paramount will ever apply the right resources to get a video game, and a AAA video game, a AAA video game that people are going to play and be involved in for you know a long time, like all these top tier video games? And do you think you will ever see a movie that will resonate, you know, even a seven to eight hundred million dollar movie? Because a seven to eight hundred million dollar movie tells me that it reached out and it grabbed a segment of the non-Star Trek audience. So tell me, will Paramount ever reach those levels with a video game or a movie? I, 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 I would like for that to be a reality. But you seem hesitant. But I don't think so. I, I think the only reason why we're seeing Paramount give us so much Star Trek on TV right now is oh because it's proving to be a ratings draw and it's proving to make money um, on the small screen. They've seen what's happened on the big screen and they haven't quite mm -hmm. figured out that formula yet. They've just gotten back to the formula that worked correctly for Star Trek on the small screen. So... Um, I think that we're we're a few years out. I think from uh, you know a, even a decent Star Trek movie. I have no idea when we're going to get a good Star Trek video game. I mean that's 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 a whole other beast. Yeah, and I'm not saying Star Trek Resurgence isn't going to be a decent video game, but just the right. scale of it yeah. is not going to be to the extent that that let's say if we had uh, Bethesda involved with it or Naughty Dog. Right. Or, you know, uh, Nintendo, you know, yeah. the, the team that just may put out Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. You know, if we had one of those top, or even the team that was behind Hogwarts Legacy, you know, if we had a team of that level mm -hmm. working on a Star Trek game, that could be something so much more. But then again, like you said, it's it has to get over, I think, a stigma. It has on the small screen where... You know, this is your dad or your granddad's or your grandma's or your ma's 
Star Trek. It has to get over that stigma, I believe, as well. Right. But, you know, and, and I mean, I will admit to, you know, watching Star Trek with my dad. That's where I discovered it. That's how I discovered it. if it wasn't for him. I don't know that I would have found it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that it is appealing to a, a broader section of audience than it used to. Um, I think that it's attracting a lot more uh, different people. And uh, I think that that can only be positive. I hope that they don't just launch into stuff. And I like Star Trek Lower Decks. I know you don't. I said I, I like Star Trek Lower Decks. I think that also resonates with a different audience as well. Yeah, I, I think that in, in order for them, I, I don't want Paramount to start taking and the Nickelodeon show giant well. steps forward because when they start to take giant steps forward, that's, I think, where they're going to start to lose their footing. I think if they continue with their little baby steps that they've been taking and let's try this and see if that works, let's try this and see if this works. And then take all of that information and then really create something to blow our socks off. I, I think that would be a much smarter move by Paramount. So what would you not have right now that's out? You would not have Star Trek Lower Decks out? Uh, no, I would I would still have Star Trek Lower Decks because that's doing its job. It's it's introducing the Star Trek universe and, and stuff to to a bigger audience there. Um, I, I just don't know that right now we need a Star Trek video game. I, uh, God, I feel like I'm, you know betraying an awful lot of people when i say that but um why why don't you feel that they, you don't need the don't need a, a video game now i mean you needed a diablo game now well th that was because of my profound obsession with all things diablo um did, i know did you have I, a one time a profound things all things star trek profession? yes yeah absolutely okay. but you know even even in my obsession of star trek it's gone from an obsession to a genuine love and a passion and i think that um, for a Star Trek video game um, to really, I gosh, I keep saying I just I want I want all of this stuff from Star Trek to just really really impress me, and I want it to be fantastic. And when they're they're doing things that miss that mark, um, it's incredibly disappointing, and it really does take the wind out of your sails as a Star Trek fan. Either I have to lower my expectations as a fan who has been a fan for my life when I seeing these, these products come out that even you're saying it's good, but it can be so much better. Why are they not taking those steps to make it that much better? I guess is, is where I'm at. It's it well, requires right. a dollar so, amount. But that's what I mean. Like they finally got to the point where the small screen is working. So continue to focus on that, continue to build on that and then expand those television ips now imagine a, a strange new worlds movie of course they have to the cast is too pretty to just be on the small screen they need to be on the big screen and i told you why strange new worlds works and yes. why it was the best shows last year on television was because of how much fun mm -hmm. they are having yeah i can tell that they are just loving and having a ball working with each other behind the scenes where I, I, you could actually sense it. You can actually, when you hear those rumors of, oh man, there's tension on the set, blah, 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 blah. It sometimes it does bleed over onto the screen. Here I can see it exact opposite. They're just having such a good time working with each other. That's why I think New Worlds click so much because you can see they can't hide their smiles right. when they work with each other and they go back and forth. 
and to see them even in the darkest of situations they still are are it just seems like somebody must have cut a joke just before they said action that that really keeps them going and keeps them going through the day and those long days shooting and whatnot so i i really think that's part of the reason why that show clicks but also the fact that i think it's just bringing you something a little bit different than the star treks we've seen as of late right but at the same time it's still very familiar and it still feels like star trek and that's truly the important, important, important thing. It's the it's that little bit of extra something into the recipe that they're adding, and and uh, you know I'm I'm thankful that they're including those bits and pieces in there. As am I. I'm looking forward to seeing you know what's going on, of course, with Strange New Worlds that's coming out here in just a couple months. But also, I'm looking forward to seeing if Paramount will actually go ahead and apply the right resources to build an awesome AAA video game or outsource it to the right company to outsource them to go ahead and just get that game going that they can really vault them over the top. Resurgence could have the best reviews. I'm not sure as of this recording. I'm hoping I can go ahead and come on a future show and, and eat up a bunch of crow and be told I'm wrong and, and Resurgence is a hit. But I have a think, I think because of the small scale and the fact that it hasn't gotten much publicity and hasn't gotten, you know, the type of backing on it or advertising on it, I really think that the even the studio themselves uh, realize it's going to be an okay game at best. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I do hope that again that Paramount does one day decide to go ahead and apply the resources to build that awesome AAA video game, and that once again that hope that there will be a blockbuster movie sometime down the road. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Fingers crossed for sure. Fingers crossed indeed. But what are your thoughts out there on the future of Star Trek when it concerns video games and movies? Do you think that there's a possibility of a AAA Star Trek game and a AAA blockbuster worldwide hit somewhere down the line as far as a movie and video game for the Star Trek IP? Or do you think it's just too old, too antiquated? Do you think it's just meant for TV? Let us know your thoughts on the future of Star Trek. And you, if you think there is a big future for Star Trek beyond the television, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, The great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. Well, my friend, before hour one is up of our super special back-to-back yes. episodes here of the PCC Multiverse, wanted to go ahead and ask you, I sent you over a video the other day of the 12th iteration. Now, mind you, keep that number in mind, 12th iteration of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes. And I watched this video. It's of the latest Mortal Kombat game that's going to come out later this year. I believe yep. in September, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's what it said. And first of all, it did not have the traditional or fun Mortal Kombat. It was made out of this trailer, which 
supposed to at least have some gameplay and it didn't even have gameplay it was just cutscenes or cut scenes yeah or storytelling or things of that nature as far as the way that they're trying to perceive it and show it off didn't have a single fight scene as far as that was actually what you're going to play in the game it had a fight scene that was made more in, in the style of a cutscene, so we didn't get to see any of that no mortal combat you know dude in the background with height uh, amped up techno music which you know, we we all love as far as the the theme goes. That yeah. wasn't in there either. It seems like they're building a, a game from ground one. So they seem to with this twelfth iteration now because they're building a new game altogether. See, are calling it Mortal Kombat One. So my question to you is one word, huh? <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of an answer for you there. Um, but you and I have grown up with Mortal Kombat in our lives yeah, in some yeah. form or fashion, whether it's the arcades and yeah. fatality, yeah, you know, and, and all that, or and then they came out the babalities and you know the just the sheer violence. It still has the sheer violence according to the trailer that we saw. It's still gonna have that, but it, it features the characters, the main characters, you know, that they showed off that we have grown to know and in some cases love that we saw. Even in the latest movie that they dropped, you know, the Mortal right. Kombat movie that they dropped a couple years ago, uh, it just seems to me that there's a disconnect that I have with it because of the fact it just didn't seem, uh, I don't know, just why rebooting with this 12th version? I don't know why the need to reboot it because Mortal Kombat 11, I thought, sold pretty good, you know, for a fighting game. I thought it got pretty good reviews. I'll actually take a look right now. I don't think it was slammed or I don't remember it being criticized beyond all description, but tell me your thoughts. I mean, going back to this reboot now, why? Yeah. So uh, there was a, okay, let me tell you a bit of a story. There was a corner store when I was growing up in my formative teenage years and they had, they would switch out one arcade game and it was either Mortal Kombat or it was bowling. <laughs> Okay. It was only one of those two games in the store ever. And when it was Mortal Kombat, that store was always full of kids trying to even watch the gameplay on it. And this was like uh, it was fun to watch the gameplay. Yeah. I, I try when I try playing it, I'd always get, you know, on the other end. Yeah. Come on. Man. <laughs> right. You know, that's that's me, but I love watching it. Yeah. So if if the biggest issue is that you know they're they're trying to update the music and uh, they're trying to to update a couple of things and by the sounds of it trying to keep some of that hidden maybe a little bit maybe that's why we're only seeing cutscenes and and stuff like that in that trailer um, but it could just be that they felt that it's time for an evolution of Mortal Kombat and that could be what we're looking at it could just be that. Us old fuddy-duddies are now starting to age out of who they want to be playing their video game. That could really be what all, all it is. The reason why I say I'm confused by it, because Mortal Kombat came out 11. Mortal Kombat 11 came out in 2020. Yeah. yeah. And as uh, the Metacritic, I remember it being pretty good. Mm -hmm. The Metacritic said it got an 88, right. high 80s. Which is a for a fighting game that's really, really, really good, and it sold according to the stats I'm looking up now on being 12 million copies. 
that's not bad for a fighting game because a fighting game, remember, people got to remember this. You know, it's not like the old days when, you know, back everybody got it for the N64, the old Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, got it for the N64, went out to the arcades. It is now part of a, I should say, a select audience between casuals who like to play online and then also those in the tournament fighting air world that love to play it on a competitive basis. Mm-hmm. But there is a, it's a segment of the audience. It is no longer a, a game that you may consider as far as being a main draw, like a Zelda, which sold 10 million in less than three days, you know, or, you know, let's say something like the Elder Scrolls. We'll go back to that again, which sold tens of millions of copies. This sold 12 million copies. I think that's pretty good for a game. Again, that's that just really because a lot of people like, Josh says he doesn't uh, has said that he doesn't play fighting games just he's just not good at them anymore. Things like that. I don't really go into fighting games anymore because I just don't think unless I'm playing someone like you or Robbie or someone, you know, just someone who doesn't play it every day. Right. I just don't think it's going to be fun for me when I go online and get, you know, come over here and get killed <laughs> like I used to at the arcade. Yeah. But it, it just seems to me that that for the audience that it, it, it was, you know, diving for. 12 million is pretty good. Yeah, and I you know, I'm not trying to poo-poo that, um uh, but, but that, that's why I'm saying it's so a why why go back and reboot it cuz this looks like all for all intents and purposes a reboot that is not needed. Well, they're seeing something that indicates that it's needed. It and it could just be that they're uh, just making it more youth youth youthful. It, I I don't know. I, I'm at a loss for this one. How? I mean, the uh, they brought the same characters that you've seen before. You know, we saw them in the movie. We saw them yep. in the 2020 version. Yep. You know, absolutely. I don't. Know. Um, you know, maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a very specific challenge to a, a fighting game right now that we haven't really considered when you're up against, um, you know, uh, games like uh, Elder Scrolls and and like these big open world games that have hours and hours and hours of continuous gameplay. Uh, you can include the Call of Duty games and uh, even the uh, Rainbow Six games in those too if you want. Um, but maybe maybe there's something to be said for that. I don't know. Just seems weird, doesn't it? I mean, it, it just seems like something that did not need to get rebooted got rebooted. And, you know, again, this is a game that Mortal Kombat 11, the ultimate version, was getting 88s and 90s across the board. Actually, the PC version got a 91. So to me, it just seems weird that they would just take that success and not build off it with a mk12 and instead just seems like we're trying to go ahead and erase everything that we did in the past and start again from scratch do we know for sure that it's trying to erase all everything do we know for sure no i don't we don't know for sure but it just that that trailer gives me the vibes and then the fact that they went back to mortal kombat one right got it i I see what you're saying yeah yeah i just it just seems like they're reverting. Why would you be reverting when it seems like you've been doing pretty good, especially with the latest one that came out? So I don't yeah. know. I just just seems like, you know, I may be just uh, blowing smoke and just uh, just tooting about nothing, but it just seems kind of weird to me. Just seemed when I, it just, str- you know, like you said, there's sometimes some trailers, some some things you see on, on YouTube, whatnot, they get debuted and it just, hits you in the wrong way and i think this uh you've told me this before with you yeah and, and that for me this this has hit me in the wrong way as someone who has seen 
the Mortal Kombat IP developed from nothing right. to being at the controversial hit that it was in the 90s and all mm -hmm. the, the parent teachers out there associations wanting to go ahead and eliminate this game from society and Imagine. all that yeah, exactly and now it's that you know then it became you know the the cult classic movie of the 90s then one of the worst sequels known to mankind as far as the movies then but the games continue to grow and progress over the 90s and 2000s into something we see as far as a mainstay in the fighting universe and again, I'm sure it's going to be good. I mean, if you don't mess with the formula, they've tried to mess with the formula. Sometimes they threw in different characters, Mortal Kombat, the DC Universe, all that stuff they yeah. did for now and then. Didn't quite work out to the extent that they hoped it to. They've tried to quirk. It seems like when they try to tweak it, it goes a little bit awry. But as long as you try to keep it to the core base of what Mortal Kombat's all about, you can't go wrong from there. Who knows? You may be pleasantly surprised with this game. Are you going to pick up the game? Are you going to try to play it? I will try to play it. I don't know if I'll pick it up, but if it comes on a Games Pass through Xbox, <laughs> I might just go ahead and give that a try right there. But again, right. I'm not I'm not going to go ahead and spend $70 on it because if I go ahead and spend $70 and try to go online, or unless I've got someone here at the house that would want to play it, but I don't, uh, if I go online, I'm just going to get slaughtered. And, you know, as, as someone who's not the, the gamer that he once was, that's not going to be an enjoyable experience. I don't want to spend $70 anymore, any type of, of thing as far as for a multiplayer experience where I'm just going to feel like dirt, you know, yeah. continuously on that. I, I have no more time tolerance or money to go ahead, to go ahead and do that. Yeah. I, when I'm spending my money on a game, I want it to be something I can interact with. I do want a multiplayer experience. I do enjoy multiplayer experiences. I just want to feel like I actually have a chance. Yeah, it's it's there's there's no quite there's no feeling quite like the shame you feel when you are not doing well in a video game online and you have a 13-year-old talking trash. Talk, yep, and tea bags you know, on top yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, come on, man. Like, give me a that's why I don't play first person shooters anymore. I don't even try to continue to develop those skills because it's gross. Anyway, uh -uh. with that, with that uh -uh. said, sir, I cannot wait to get into some Diablo 4 with you. That's going to be a fun time. Well, that's coming up in our second hour here. But, uh, you know, I want to get everybody's thoughts out there. Are you ready? You know, and actually, I before we even go to the uh, question I always end at the segments mm. with, this is a big year for fighting games because you have Street Fighter Six. Which is uh, I don't. It's not a PlayStation exclusive. We talked about that, but it's very PlayStation heavy, right? As far as is concerned, this promotion, things of that nature. So you have Street Fighter Six and Mortal Kombat, which are the preeminent existing fighting games. Yeah. So they're going to be fighting each other. So that's that to me is going to be something I want to see. So I ask you, my friend, mm -hmm. uh, in this battle where it's going to be MK1, which is actually should be MK MK12 versus Street Fighter Six, and amazing after all these years, which both have been around almost the same number of years, that Street Fighter has found a way to only be up to number six, <laughs> which is kind of funny because they've had so many different, uh, you know, uh, I guess variations of the Street Fighter universe. And thank you, Lifted uh for the cause uh for love in the cosmos salute to melinda truly appreciate it um and i'm sure she does as well Hello. Uh, quick question though who might come out in this battle between star uh street fighter and also as well uh 
a little bit of Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I've I've got to say Mortal Kombat. Honestly, I've I, really. Yeah. Street PlayStation's put in a ton of advertising into Street Fighter Six. Yeah, that's okay. I want to hear your thoughts out there. Which game are you looking forward to? And do you like the fact that you saw the latest trailer for Mortal Kombat One? I don't know. I don't get it either, but. Mortal Kombat 1, are you looking forward to it? Street Fighter 6, let us know on this upcoming fight between these two fighting games. Which one you like? Pop Culture Cosmos at Yahoo.com. <laughs>